When we hold on to grievance and pain from the past, we keep ourselves from being able to really move into our fullest expression of self. We need to practice forgiveness from the soul recovery perspective, dissipating the energy and releasing the past for good. If you're interested in this profound transformation, I invite you to join me in Colorado the weekend of June 8th and 9th to have an incredible experience with others on this same soul recovery journey. Two full days of immersion in the soul recovery process where you will indeed leave transformed. You will be able to truly let go of these old pains and step into a new way of being. Check out the show notes for a coupon code and how to register. My name is Reverend Rachel Harrison, and this is the Recover Your Soul podcast, a spiritual path to a happy and healthy life. I started Recover Your Soul after having profound changes in my life from my recovery of alcoholism, control addiction, and codependency. I was guided to share the tools and principles of spirituality and soul recovery to help others transform their lives as mine was transformed. For us to overcome external circumstances, we must first turn the attention to ourselves, focusing on inner change outer positive results in our lives will follow. As a spiritual coach, I can support you on your path to make real changes that will bring you a life of peace, happiness, connection, and abundance. Visit the website recoveryoursoul.net to book coaching sessions, read the blog, listen to some of my original music, and subscribe to receive email updates. I think of Recover Your Soul as a community. Follow us on social media and join the private Facebook group to support each other and connect. For an extra episode each week and to support this podcast, become a Patreon member or subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Together, we can do the work that will recover your soul. I would say the biggest piece of the changes that have happened for me that have improved my life have been around letting go of control. And there's lots of different kinds of control. There's the kind of control where we dominate over people and we want them to do exactly as we say. And there's the kind of control where you think that you know better, that you think that your ideas are the best ideas, that you want it to be the way that you've decided that it should be, and you want to make sure everybody follows that path. And there's also the the gentle light control that can be insidious where you don't even know that it's happening because you're really just trying to be helpful and to better other people, whether they know it or not. And I think that if I'm honest, I had all levels of that control. But I think the one that I'm becoming the most clear about was the one where I didn't even know that I was doing it, that what I was saying and thinking and trying to be helpful to people really was a piece of me that filled me up so much on one side, because if you are being helpful to somebody and it makes an improvement in their life, you really feel like you're doing good in the world and that that's that's really something beneficial that you're doing. But on the other hand, what I'm learning is that everybody has this element of soul improvement. Everybody has this element of soul connection 
soul potential, soul learning. And we don't know what each person's soul learning is in this lifetime. And the piece that I'm really starting to understand is that I may be getting in the way of somebody else's learning by that trying to be helpful piece. And I have been part of the Alcoholics Anonymous 12-step program. And I've also been part of the offset from that that came from the wife of Bill, who started Alcoholics Anonymous, Al-Anon. And Al-Anon has been so foundationally incredible for me. And the more that I read it, and the more that I do metaphysical studying for my ministerial degree, the more I realize how entwined those things are. And that spirituality is really what it's teaching, healthy spirituality. And that's the same, I believe, for AA. That the foundation of them doesn't come from religion. It doesn't come from trying to tell you what to think from a religious standpoint. It comes from a much deeper spiritual place. And what Al-Anon talks about is that when you have alcoholism or other addiction disease in your family, that that's a family disease. That the people who are around an active alcoholic are anywhere from being profoundly affected to having it very seriously affect their lives to having general effect. And if you think about it, maybe you look back and you say, I had an uncle or I had a father or I had a cousin or a grandparent or a sibling or a husband or a child who were affected by addiction and how those addictions and or dysfunctions affected you. And what Al-Anon talks about is that you become sick yourself in the desire to control that other person's behaviors. And that we don't even see how unhealthy and unwell we become in our own minds and in our own lives of trying to do something about somebody else's situation or behaviors. And it can be way far out there from the enabling of having a, a child who's an addict where you're paying their bills and, and you're making sure that they actually have their drugs or their substances, whether it's alcohol or drugs, because you don't want them to feel sick or you're worried about their safety, all the way to that just kind of mild piece of having had a life where you grew up where it was important to be in control because you were so you felt so out of control so you find a way in your life to be a helper to be a fixer feel like you're being of service to people to make sure that you have control of your own life because it felt so out of control and for me what that started to feel like was suffering. That the more I was trying to manipulate the situations, no matter how well-intentioned it was, the more stress I started to feel. The more 
anxiety I started to feel, the more irritable I became, the more unreasonable I became. And so when I look at the journey of my own alcoholism and control addiction, they're very inextricably intertwined. But I would say that the majority of my personal suffering came from the desire to want to try to make the world more comfortable out there because it made me so uncomfortable. And I believe that because I don't have the genetics for alcoholism, that that discomfort that I felt started me on the slippery slope of drinking to soothe myself. And as we all know, alcohol is a toxin. And no matter whether you have the genetics or not, the more that you consume alcohol in particular, but other substances as well, you will start to slide down the slippery slope until you have an addiction. And it might take a long time and it might take a short time, but eventually the toxin will win if you're not aware of it. So here I am in a place where I am actively, actively working on releasing my control. And if you listened to my last episode with my husband, Rich, and the end of that conversation for him and his discussion of what has brought him peace and serenity in his life now, free of alcoholism, it comes back down to control. And it's that piece where you want people to show up for you in a certain way. You want them to behave in a certain way. You want them, you have a piece of them that you think has potential. And if they could just meet the potential, and as they continue to not do those things, your own pain and suffering grows and grows. And I would say that in my relationship with my husband, our ability to release that control of each other has been the biggest change in our relationship that has brought us more happiness. And that that's that same piece that I have taken out into the world that I've watched him take out into the world to let go of that control of the people around you. Now, is it perfect? Absolutely not. Every single day, I have to come back and look at my life and look at the situations I'm in and look at my mind and watch myself and observe myself and to continue to work on the process over and over and over again, moment by moment, every single day. But just like in the drinking, it is so much easier to not drink now than it was when I first quit drinking three years ago or to be um, caught by it, you know, that thing that makes you the addiction that says, oh, this is what you should do. And the same is happening in my connection and my relationship with people that I can observe my mind faster to be able to catch myself when I'm starting to behave a certain way. And sometimes it's really fast and sometimes it's not, you know, it can take some time. I wanted to sort of just talk about some tools with that. And there in Al-Anon is all kinds of great literature. Um, There's a book called How Al-Anon Works for Families and Friends of Alcoholics that I highly recommend for anybody who may have had any addiction in their lives, parents who drank, siblings who um, were addicts. If you have anybody who's an addict in your own life, 
There's Al-Anon meetings all over the world. And now that we're in the, uh, the Zoom world, no matter where you live, you can have access to amazing, amazing meetings and the content that can come from that. I'm going to just go ahead and read off of bookmark that I have that's called Just for Tonight. And one of the things that I love about Al-Anon is it reminds me to keep the focus on myself, to let go of my desire to try to fix what is outside of me, and to continue to put that focus just on me. And if you are in a situation with somebody who actively drinks um, and you catch yourself obsessing over how much they're drinking or when they're drinking or what's happening in their lives, that is a really, really painful place to be. And what I've learned from Al-Anon is you can't change anybody else's behavior, but you can make yourself really sick over somebody else's behavior and thoughts. And it doesn't mean that you lay down and take behavior that is not safe, appropriate, or healthy for you. It does not mean that you are willing to put up with a situation that is not okay for you, that is not healthy for you, that you may have to walk away from those kinds of people, those kinds of relationships, those jobs, whatever it may be. And those are incredibly hard decisions to make. But you have to make a decision about if you can allow that situation to be whatever it is and to just turn the focus on yourself. And I will say from my own experience that I have found that when I put the focus on myself and I do this work on myself, change happens around me. People react differently to me. The situations are different. The stars align in ways where opportunities come. Greatness does start to happen in your life. And the flow does come because we stop being stuck in believing that it's we want it to be different for us to be okay. But you can't allow yourself at the same time to be in an abusive or unhealthy or problematic situation where you are just trying to, quote unquote, let it be. So I'm never saying as you're working on yourself to accept behaviors in your life of people that are not healthy or safe for you. You may have to leave those situations. But let's say we're in the situation that I'm in, where I have, um, you know, I have these great, amazing kids who are growing up, but there was, there was a lot of hard years, and there was addiction, and there is still times when I want to make it different for them, or I want to change my husband and make him see or be different, or I have a family that I wish acted differently or dealt with uh, addictions differently. So those are what I call my qualifiers. And so this bookmark called Just for Tonight just has these amazing reminders of how to keep that focus on ourselves and how to do our internal work 
because we can't make the world be any way different than it is. So the first one says, just for tonight, I will be grateful. I will give thanks for the past day, its failures as well as its successes, its sadness as well as the joy, and its pain as well as its pleasure. I will take comfort in knowing that every event and every circumstance that occurred today can be used for my good and the good of others. In the metaphysics I've been I've been studying in the spiritual world, it's talked so much about the importance of not getting caught up on what is good and what's bad. That ultimately our reaction to it ends up being what we are connected to in our past and whether something is good, then we feel like, oh, this is, this is positive. And if it's bad, then we go into like a negative state and a judgment state. And if we can look and see gratitude in every single situation, I can see gratitude in situations that at the time I thought were horrible fights. Oh my gosh, just so many different things in my life where at that moment, I just thought it was the worst thing that could happen. And if I look back, I can see it was exactly what needed to happen at that time for me to be willing to make a change or for there to be a a new direction. And so if I can look at my life every single night, whether it was a hard day or a great day with gratitude, what I can be open to is the grace of my higher power leading me in the right direction. And to maintain that positive attitude that tells the myself, my inner self, that everything is working out for the highest good, even if it doesn't feel like it at that moment. The next one is just for tonight, I will accept that I have done the best I could. Remembering that my goal is spiritual progress and not perfection. I will let go of any expectation I had for this day as well as any disappointment, shame, or guilt I felt for not being perfect today. How many of us spend so much time beating ourselves up? We don't need anybody to beat us up because we can beat ourselves up so good. We don't need them. So what if we could really realize that we really are trying to do our best and to give ourselves that grace that it doesn't have to be perfect It just means that we're actively trying to do better and better every day and let go of disappointment, shame, and guilt. Those are the poisons that we give ourselves. The next one is just for tonight, I will be humble. I will give my shortcomings to a power greater than myself, trusting that doing so can bring about changes in me that I could not bring about myself. I think one of the greatest gifts And one of the greatest tools that I have from recovery is really handing things over to my higher power and releasing that energy of self-will and self-righteousness that comes from my ego self. And that belief that I personally, in my head, have to be the one to do whatever it is that needs to be done. And the opposite of that is humility, is to say, it is not me who is doing it. 
It's not me personally. It is the greater good. It is source. It is higher power. It is spirit working through me. And if I can be open to what that higher power is saying to me, what it's offering, then there is something that can come that is so much greater than myself that I can trust that higher power. And my shortcomings are the things that I've learned through the steps of AA to really take a look at those aspects of myself that I hold on to, that I was holding on to so tightly that were elements of control, elements of trying to, in my own mind, have a holding on to what I could make be different. Selfishness, self-centeredness. And so to be humble and to give those shortcomings to my higher power has been a gift for me. The next one is, just for tonight, I will not attempt to rectify today's mistakes or solve tomorrow's problems. I will remind myself that I am better able to receive guidance when my mind and body are rested and refreshed. This is such a beautiful one since it would be said in the evening that sometimes we can lay in bed at night and we can just fret and worry, worry, worry over what may have happened during the day or what we want to fix the next day. I don't know if you're like me, but I can wake up in the middle of the night with my mind just spinning and on fire with thoughts. And it's become less and less and less as I have moved more and more into my recovery that I can just hand it over and say the serenity prayer or thy will, not my will be done, or just say, I'm giving this over to you, higher power. I don't know how to fix it, but I know you do. And as I do those things, I'm able to release more and more of that energy that keeps me from being rested. The next one says, just for tonight, I will set aside my fears, frustrations, and aspirations and take a few minutes to review the abundance that exists in my life today. I will place my future and the care of a loving God of my own understanding, trusting my needs will be met at a time and in a way that is best for all concerned. How many times have we only looked at what wasn't working, what we didn't have And we forget to look at the abundance that we have in our life today, big or small. The more we can recognize our gratitude and our abundance, the more that it grows. And we let go of the control of what we don't have control of, of what we think is going to make us feel happier. And place the future in the care of a loving God of my own understanding, trusting that my needs will be met in a time and a way that is best for all concerned. What a gift. And those are just the spiritual principles and practices of believing and knowing and trusting that what is right and good is coming if you can be open to it. Next on the card is, just for tonight, I will release my loved ones to my higher powers care. I will free myself from trying to do the impossible changing the actions, attitudes, or life of anyone other than myself. Wow, that one is, that. if you could just take one thing from this, 
I release my loved ones to my higher power's care. And I free myself from trying to do the impossible. We think that we can change people. We think that we can say to someone, if you loved me enough, you would do this. If you cared about me enough, you would do this. If you believed and respected me enough, you would understand that this is the right thing. And sometimes we're trying to change people's actions that are, are painful for them, addictions or behaviors that are not good for them. And yet in the end, when we obsess over and control over those things, we are really only hurting ourselves because they're not going to make the change because for the hundredth time that we've said it, they're going to all of a sudden have some epiphany. Oh, now that you say it that way, I get it. I get it. Now I'm going to do it differently. The next one says, just for tonight, I will set aside anger, judgment, resentment, envy, and hurt feelings. I will ask my higher power to bless those whose actions I feel troubled by and to change my attitude to one of love, acceptance, and compassion. And although this can feel like a tall order, I have found for myself that when I catch myself being in judgment or resentment and I take a minute and I pause and I turn it around and I say, help me understand what I cannot seem to understand. Help me forgive what I don't feel like I can forgive right now. Offer me compassion and insight. Something shifts inside of me. And I can do a blessing that I bless them. And if it's the kind of relationship where you can talk to somebody to start asking questions, to be curious to what the other side is, not everything can be resolved. Some relationships are not healthy. But to put that anger aside and to not have those hurt feelings hurt us is what will heal us in the end, to change your attitude to one of love, acceptance, and compassion. The last one on the Just for Tonight bookmark is, Just for tonight, I will find a safe, comfortable place to lie down and close my eyes. I will remind myself that I am both deserving and in need of rest. I will look forward to awakening to a new day, feeling rested and ready to follow my higher power's guidance. What if we could just allow ourselves to rest at night, to be grateful for the day, to be gentle to ourselves if it wasn't a great day, to honor the days that are beautiful days, to just be present in the moment, and to allow ourselves to rest. Tomorrow is another day. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. I love that. Such a simple prayer. And yet, what can I change? The more that I've done the recovery work, the more that I understand the courage to change the things I can is the courage to change me, my thinking, my awarenesses, myself. And that through that, the change happens around me through my energy changing, through my vision changing, through my acceptance. And sometimes that's the strength to let go of relationships or situations that no longer serve you. 
to realize that you can't be in an environment where you cannot be your full self and that you have to let go of people. You have to let go of jobs. You have to let go of dreams of what you thought that it was going to be so that the greatness of what is can open up to you. If you have any questions about Al-Anon, you can look online. It's an incredible program. And then there's also all kinds of different programs. There is um, CODA, which is for codependence, and really just amazing tools. And again, working on coaching with you, I am happy to work with you on some of these principles as well. But take some time today to really reflect on that change and that control and where you're going to put the energy and move that energy to yourself, to letting go of trying to change or control the impossible that around you and turn that attention onto your inner self and your soul's journey, your soul's recovery, your soul's purpose, and let that grow and thrive. And it will do good in the world. And those people who it looks like their life is completely falling apart and struggling, that may be what they need to go through to make changes. I don't know if you're like me, but I needed to hit some walls before I was willing to do anything different. So I would expect that that is the same for almost everybody else. And their bottoms, their walls look very different than mine. So I'm just going to concentrate on mine. I hope this is helpful for you and that you can make an agreement to make the time and attention be on yourself as you lessen that level of control just for today. Until next time, namaste. Are you wondering, how do I go deeper on my path to soul recovery? Or how do I support this great podcast? Well, here's how. Here's your call to action. If you're ready for real interchange and would like to work directly with me, visit the website and book a coaching session. I'm here to support you on your unique path. I'm here to help you let go of the past, to deepen your connection with your higher power, whatever that is for you, and to discover and then step forward into a happy and healthy life. You can also become part of our soul recovery community. One way is to join the support group. It's the first Monday of every month. It's by Zoom from 6 to 7 p.m. Mountain Time, and you can register on the website to get your Zoom link. Recover your souls on social media. Of course, there's Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, lots of ways to connect. And there's even a private Facebook group that will allow for more communication and conversation about soul recovery. There is also an extra bonus episode every Friday if you are an Apple Podcast subscriber or Patreon member. I'd also love all of the listeners to subscribe on the website so that I can keep you informed on what's going on with the podcast, the community, with me, and anything that's up and coming and new and great about soul recovery. Also, if you just take a little bit of time to give me five stars, a quick review, and to share the podcast with your friends and family, we're helping even more people to have soul recovery in their lives. If this podcast is providing you spiritual nourishment and inspiration, 
Thank you, thank you for going to the website and pushing the donate button, whatever donation feels right to you. This means so much to me because I have this enormous mission of sharing soul recovery with the world and your donations, your bookings, your subscriptions, your being part of this community is helping that to happen. Together, we can do the work that will recover your soul. The Recover Your Soul podcast and its content is for educational purposes only and is not allied or representative of any organizations or religions. It's based on the opinions and experience of Reverend Rachel Harrison. Recover Your Soul claims no responsibility to any persons or entity for any liability, loss, damage, or cause alleged to be caused directly or indirectly as a result of its use. Applications or interpretations of the information represented herein. Take what you need and leave the rest.